It's interesting listening back on this podcast from uh, November uh, 2020. Uh, there were some predictions made, some that came to fruition and some that didn't. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I would say maybe like a historical perspective or a snapshot of a part of American uh, history in the making uh, of this election 2020. And now seeing, listening to this podcast post, um, what is it now? It's January late January and this is after the Capitol um, riots it's uh, it, it is an interesting snapshot of our times and I that's why I wanted to post this uh, thank you for for listening and, and be a fan of this podcast uh, if you'd like to support you know support us on patreon uh, and yeah have a listen I think uh, there's something to be gained about how we Americans, Asian Americans specifically, are trying to handle the turmoil that's happening in the world and the specific racism that has been, uh, you know, targeted, thrown at us uh, during this time of the coronavirus. So, yeah, uh, that's why I want to release this episode and thank you for listening. Are you looking at us, Dan, or where are you looking? Oh, okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at the election results. <laughs> oh yeah, right now it's like what two twenty three to one eighteen. That's what I got here. Really? That's actually I, pretty decent. Yeah, I got two twenty three one eighteen. That's for Joe Biden to uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, but you uh, know, Pennsylvania and Michigan, they they have a lot of votes to count. So Val, just for context, Dan and I started this podcast about four years ago. Well, exactly four years ago. Um, this was, I think, our second episode where we were watching the uh, election results coming in. Toward, towards like 10 p.m. or so, it was pretty for sure that Trump had won by then. Right. For this one, it seems like we might be contested all the way up until tomorrow morning or the day after, or even Friday, they're saying. I could do, I mean, as long as it goes in our direction, that's all I care about. <laughs> you know, really. In and young. Tell us everything you want to be In Young Share with us all of your dreams In and Young Gotta learn how to fight Be yourself in this life Welcome back to Yin and Young, the podcast. This is the election edition. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Yin. Say hello, Dan. Hello. And I'm also joined with Valerie So, filmmaker and on a former guest of a previous episode. And hi. Hi, Val. And then we've got uh, Darren Kwan, also a, a previous guest as well. Um, longtime listener and uh, guest for like the... We started like for like an Oscar episode and we also did an episode during the pandemic so welcome back yeah. Darren hey what's up so today is basically I was just filling um, Val in like so Dan and I started this podcast four years ago uh, it was just me and him talking shooting the shit and we are talking about election results and at the time it was much more dark actually because 
it was like by this time around 9 p.m 10 p.m it was pretty for sure that trump had won yeah and now uh they're saying we won't really know until friday i wonder why it's different this time does anyone know is it because of the mail-in ballots a lot more people are doing mail-in ballots this year huh yeah, because like Pennsylvania has two more million, two million more votes mm-hmm. to count, and then Michigan has like yeah. three. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, to be honest, I I feel like some states it doesn't matter mail them vote late or not because those states they're not gonna go with Biden. They're just not, <laughs> to be honest. But luckily, they're the ones that I mean, it's the big ones that you have to worry about, right? Pennsylvania and Michigan and yeah, and uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. I well, yeah. Carolina Biden has a pretty good chance right now. Um, Pennsylvania is a, is kind of a toss up. I don't think Michigan. I don't think Mich- Michigan or Wisconsin he has a chance. He's basically lost. I'm pretty sure he Biden already lost Texas and Florida. Uh, I mean, it hurts me to say this, but it looks like that's the that's the route that's happening right now. So if he, yeah, Florida is 96 percent reported in. So yeah, pretty much gone. That one is Trump already, and and Texas. Uh, I mean, Texas is is a. I think Trump has a pretty big lead right now. Yeah, tech- six points. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Six six percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, disappointing. So wait, they so just big- declared Ohio. Well, too. yeah. I mean, it's it's weird that like for all the stuff that he's done for the past four years when people are still voting for him, it's like, who the fuck, are, who the fuck votes for that per- kind of person? I'm sorry. It's just like, what exactly. is going on? Exactly. What is going on? That's <laughs> the shocking thing. Is like, yeah. It's like, you feel like you wake up and you're like, all of a sudden, who are these people that are living in the same country with me? Yeah, yeah. You I, know? It's I'm, like, what the hell? I'm applying for a Taiwanese passport, like, right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I I was I would think that with the COVID nineteen and, and all this kind of racial injustice and all the stuff going on, that those states would flip to Biden because Trump did so terrible. But the fact that those states still like you know went with him for whatever reason, which is just like it's racism. Yeah, it blows my mind. You know, I'm sorry. Just like it people are just. If he wins Texas and Florida, does 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 uh does he win, Trump? No, no. But he's a big. But he'll he he might be in the lead. It'll be contested at that point because it'll be so close. Yeah. Uh, Because like I, yeah, I I can't. I don't even know how long I'm going to be able to stay on this this call because I'm just like it's. Let's talk (laughs) about something else. In the night, I just stop paying attention because it's too stressful. So, I mean, yeah. can you, yeah, I mean, are you going to handle it until Friday? Because it sounds like it's going to be stressful till Friday, huh? Daytime is okay. It's just nighttime when I need to go to sleep. I got to clear my mind. Oh, <laughs> you know? that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, like it's just time to like totally like, zone out at this point. Yeah. So. We can, let's talk about something else. Well, let's, let's circle no, back. No, I mean, to, it's cool. You know, it's your, it's your, your show. You can talk about it. We whatever. can, uh, let's circle <laughs> Let's start, really, yeah. I mean, it's sort of that's just my own personal problem, right? That I, I yeah. we can, a lot of people are like that. Though. I think a lot of people are anxious about it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let's circle back to this. I mean, one thing I, I shared with Dan the other day was like, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, you're you're in the Bay, right, Val? You're in um, East yes. Bay. Yeah. 
San Francisco. San, oh, you're in uh, San Francisco proper. Cool. We're yeah, all, I'm actually we're all, in San Francisco. And the three of us are all here in SoCal. Darren and I are originally from, actually, the Bay Area, uh, South Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, how have been, just up there, I mean, how has the racism been? Have you experienced any racism up there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, once you get outside of San Francisco, there's definitely, you know, it's just like any other place, you know. And even in San Francisco, there are people who are, like, saying shit. Like, okay, so, I was at the Trader Joe's. This is, like, during the summer sometime. And this person who was clearly mentally ill walked by. The, the people were all waiting in line at Trader Joe's, right? But this mentally ill person walks by and says something like, fucking Asians, we have to stand in line because of COVID. Or some, you know, and it's just like, okay, I realize that you're mentally ill. And that's like, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, where do they get the idea that they can, like, say stuff like that? And then actually, that's the very same day, another friend of mine got called a chink in the Safeway parking lot in, like, Berkeley. So, it's definitely happening, yeah. And that's uh, by mentally ill people both both times? Like- no, I think, I mean, the person that I saw at Trader Joe's was kind of, like, pretty clearly not, like, all, you know, they were they were messed up. But I don't know about the person in the Safeway. Did you so. say anything to the homeless person or, I, I don't know, the mentally ill person? No, you know, I mean, I think I think someone else actually yelled at them in line. They said, you know, don't shut, shut up or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that actually happened so. to me, well, shit, what was that? Two days ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I was getting, I got yeah. kind of like down on it, so I had to, I, talk, I talked to Dan. <laughs> and I tried to get some of his perspective. And um, yeah, maybe if you guys have some perspective, like I was at Dunkin' Donuts two days ago, and there's this lady on her phone, and then she's like looking at her phone, but then looking at me, and then said, oh, hey. Or like, well, she's like, man, you fucking Asians, uh, you have to pay my bills because of COVID. You, you, you know, you have to, yeah, it's all your guys' fault. Uh, you guys eat dirty things. White people are better. We, we have better diet. She's like mumbling all this shit to herself, but then she's looking at me. So uh, for the first time, I'm like, hey, lady, do you like chicken? And I could, and she's like, what? And she keeps saying, you know, dirty Asian. But I'm like, do you like chicken? And she's, and she like, I yelled at her. And then she's like, yeah, I like chicken. And she's like, well, I'm trying to eat chicken. I was eating chicken at the time. I, I, I brought some chicken to Dunkin' Donuts. And I basically, <laughs> I, was, I was using some, using their table to eat outdoors. I, I bought a drink from them. And um, she's like, I'm like, well, let me eat my chicken in peace. And so she got quiet. And then, you know. I was feeling pretty proud of myself, like, oh, I, I resolved this issue without having to result to, like, name-calling or violence or whatever. But she starts up again. But the second time, um, when she starts up again, saying, oh, you dirty Asians, blah, 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 there's, like, some 20-year-old girl or something, like, holding the door for a friend. And she sees me and this lady, and this lady looking at me, and I'm like, and I freeze up. I don't say anything. Because I have, I don't know, maybe it's ego or something, but I didn't want to yeah i just it kind of just like froze up i don't don't know i didn't say anything but but then like so this girl's like look at me like what the fuck is going on she didn't say that but i could see in her eyes like what is going on and then she bounces once her friends leave 
and I and then I was like, huh, this is, this is like a good one minute or so, and then. After they leave, I go into the Dunkin' Donuts and tell the uh, cashier, hey, this lady this lady outside is saying racist shit. And he goes to speak to her, and then she stays quiet. But I was just wondering about that one interaction with that one girl about, yeah, it just seemed, well, two things. I personally felt like I froze up, and I wish I could, I could have, like, said something or maybe told that girl, hey, can you speak to the proprietor or whatever, to the Dunkin' Donuts person for me you know or some some shit like that and then two was like yeah she didn't do anything she's like she just looked at it like oh what the hell's going on maybe she saw that the other lady was kind of like off and so maybe not engage but um yeah if anything it, i was depressed for like the whole day though and and even today i still feel lingering things like i think these kind of interactions do it really just shows how racism one it hurts, but at the same time, it really, I does it. I do think it really demean. It really hurts the person that is insulted because, like, even today I was on set. Um, I'm doing COVID compliance now for some short films, and even today on set, like, they're taking orders for like drinks, and I was just setting up my my stuff, and like they told you know some person they told I was like oh they're getting orders. It sounded like they were just getting orders for the the cast that were rehearsing right so i didn't think of like hey raising my voice and say hey i'd like to get like a hot chocolate or something like that so then the second ad was later like oh james sorry i didn't i forgot about you um i'll get you on the next order you know whatever and it it i was like oh but i was i was fucking here <laughs> i'm pretty sure you saw me you, you know and she's like this white lady and She's nice enough. She's a little bit ornery, but she's nice enough. Yeah, and maybe she really did miss me. But the other thing was that I didn't. <laughs> I she maybe she did miss. You know, didn't see me. I was like maybe behind something. She didn't see me. But the other thing is that I didn't speak up. You know, I didn't say, "Hey, oh, I'm here. Can I get an order too?" And that's something I, I've I've come across. I don't know if anyone else has come across this in their life of not like speaking up or not. Or feeling passed over, and is it is race part of that? You know, maybe I'm thinking too much about did, it. Did you ever get your hot chocolate? Like, did she make another order and get you some hot chocolate? Um, I I, I put in my lunch order uh, when we got. Well, obviously, okay. when we're getting lunch, everyone has to put in their lunch order, and uh, I made right. sure to I made sure to get a drink too. <laughs> um, that was it. But we, we eventually, yeah. Oh man. It's a small thing, right? I don't know. It's a small thing, but at you the same time, it does kind of, it does dig at me a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I gotta say, it's like, when I was living in Taiwan and Hong Kong, right? Even though I was only there for a few months, uh, at first, it took a little while for me to get used to, like, the way that people have, like, certain, like, politeness codes, you know? Like, you always have to, like, you. it's always your reason, your fault when anything happens, right? Like, if someone forgot to get you a drink, you would say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, it's because of me. And then they would say, no, 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 it's because of me, right? Whereas here, it's like, if you say, oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's I forgot to, like, say something, they would just say, oh, yeah, whatever. So it's like that, it's like, I don't know if it's because it's like an Asian thing that we were brought up with that we're supposed to always be polite in that way to, to take that blame, right? Because that's just like the convention. 
So when you come up against like people who are not raised with that, then they don't understand that, right? So, okay, so here's another example that I have that's kind of hilarious. So um, I was in, in uh, somewhere. I got some kind of tea gift, right? Like a big thing of tea. And I was with a, this friend of mine who was Japanese, Japanese-American. And uh, we didn't want to pack it in our bags. We were in Macau. We didn't want to pack it in our suitcase. It was too big to bring home. And so um, my friend, my other friend said, hey, uh, Hiroshi, do you, want this, do you want to take this tea home with you? Because I don't want to put it in my suitcase. And Hiroshi goes, oh, no, 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 of course not. And, she, and my friend said, you sure? And he said, no, 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 it's fine. And she said, okay, I'll take it home. And you could tell he was really disappointed because he was raised to always refuse things three times because he was raised like with Japanese family. And so like that message was missed. He really did want the tea, but he had to politely say no three times before he could say yes. And yeah. so like, I'm somehow I feel like that sometimes, you know, maybe we were our parents, even though we're like born here, maybe our parents taught us, you've got to always like, be that have that code of politeness that people who are not raised with Asian parents don't understand. So they like miss that message. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. Does that mean that we should not be as polite and nice anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, you got to kind of code switch, right? You got yeah, to... Um, depends on the yeah. environment, right? Yeah. 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 So, because, I mean, if Hiroshi had just come out and said, yeah, I want that tea, then it, and we, like, American-born Chinese would say, oh, yeah, here it is. We wouldn't be offended he, that he didn't say no three times, right? But... We were some. He was somehow thinking we were going to understand that even though he said three no three times, he really wanted the tea. <laughs> right. It, no, that's a great point. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. who takes the onus of a mistake, you know? And, yeah, uh, and it's like it's a cultural thing in some ways. I think it is because I you think uh, as Asian, even even on this this one that I'm working on, my manager says, "James, you're you're trying to take on too much," you know. When I, you know, and I'm like, oh. Um, I, it made me step back and think about like, yeah, do I really need to help them on this particular loadout? But then I have to be in early the next day, you know, but we're, we're on different shifts. So actually I don't have to continue and helping them out. You know, I can go home and prep for the next day, stuff like that. It's kind of like, yeah, I guess what's the word is like entitlement or having some selfishness. Those are like bad words in our culture, in Asian culture, but Maybe a better word is like having some, I don't know, um, self-care and self-respect, you know, and not, not trying yeah. to burn. Yeah. I like even, yeah, just listening to you speak on that topic made me think about, yeah, for this lady, this white lady who says, oh, James, I, I didn't see you. I, I'll get you on the next one, whatever. Like, or, you know, you must have been, she said, these are the exact words. Oh, you must have been busy doing such and such which is probably why I didn't get your order and oh it's my fault <laughs> you know like white Americans are like it's not our fault it's uh, it's you know whatever it's China you know that's like that's what uh, you know the president mm -hmm. said right and it's just um okay so so there's you know to make it to bring it to a broader spectrum spectrum is oh there's a virus but like fuck it's not being taken care of it's and it's not all it's not all china's fault you know there's viruses every day but like for it to spread this rapidly and destroy so many lives guess whose fault that is you know that you have to take some personal responsibility uh 
Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's president. that's a whole other thing, right? I mean, right, that's like, right. clearly, like, the... the government is messing this shit up so badly. But, like, I think it goes back to your that idea you talk about is personal responsibility. Like, who's taking responsibility for the pandemic, you know, in the U.S.? Yeah, well, unfortunately, taking responsibility nowadays is not the American way. <laughs> so, like, I mean, well, it's we, not the government's it, way. It, it's like well, passing the, the buck well, the is thing, the American way, I guess, right? Well, but the thing, the reason why is because, but you have the government and someone like Trump as like a supposed role model people look to. So technically, it's not really the American way anymore because everyone acts like Trump now. So basically. Everyone will blame it on someone else. Let's just put it that way. Oh God, that, yeah. that's the reality. No, that's the reality of it. It's not. It's not even being, you know, it's not even being pessimistic. It's just the reality of the situation. That's literally what it is, and and that's why like this election was so crucial because you don't want another four years of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yep, the rot, the fish rots from the head down, right? So. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, um, that's dang, you know. So, so I guess it's one of those things where we we just have to try to find a way to kind of adapt and play the game too, right? I mean, of course, we don't do it like where we you know lie all the time and spread fake news or or do any of that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I'm thinking in my head like, oh, maybe. We we Asians might have to play a little dirty too, just to be able to match these other people. You know, you know how it's kind of like one of those weird way of like, if you want to be as successful as these people, you kind of have to play their dirty game too, which is sort of really bad way to put it. Dan, we haven't heard from you yet. What's what's your thoughts on all this code switching, playing dirty, or I guess in this turn in this context, playing. Dirty white American, <laughs> or or dirty dirty entitled American. Not necessarily white. There's there's other Americans that do this stupid shit too. Yeah. I mean, it's you kind of just like roll with it for the time being, right? Um, you have to say whatever you want to say at the when it happens, because uh, you just don't want you have to like make that a teachable moment for that person, and then just kind of go from there. You can't change everybody, but if you don't say anything at that point. At the, when it happens is when you have to get up and have to like make and teach them and or educate them in some way, or even it doesn't even have to be something major. You just have to just tell them that you're not going to stand for their shit. Yeah, like like telling someone to shut the fuck up when they need to yeah, be told to shut the fuck much. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was talking to um I'm taking some Japanese lessons right now and I told my teacher about this incident and uh, she's like a younger Japanese woman. And she heard me, and she's like, oh, yeah, when I was living in the U.S., I would get that all the time. I'm like, what? All the time? She's like, yeah, yeah, I would get it. Like, I took a Greyhound from uh, L.A. to San Francisco before, and the lady next to me was just saying, um, you know, she hates Japanese people, Asian people, or, uh, you know, blah, 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 the whole rest. I'm like, for those seven hours? She's like, yeah, she got quiet in the middle. But, yeah, almost like, yeah, maybe seven hours. I'm like... And I'm oh like, you God. didn't say anything? And my, the, my, the Japanese like, well, you know, you can't really change your idea. You can't really say. So it's com- like kind of like your friend Hiroshi. It's like, wow, it's a such, it's such a different code, right? I think Chinese. Well, I mean, also. Yeah. In, yeah. 
In the U.S., you got to worry if people are packing a gun too, or if, you know what I mean. Right, right, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Man, you don't want right. to mess with people because they could like plug you. Right, right. And a lot of Japanese people and Chinese people think like all Americans have guns, you know. And you know, right. In Which, some states, yeah. that's true. You know, <laughs> it's definitely true. <laughs> so they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything to this racist person who may have a gun. You know, like yeah. On a, on a Greyhound bus, man, you're stuck on the bus with that person for like yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just. I mean, that's con- sad, but. I was just amazed by like I guess I don't know what that is this this Japanese endurance to endure you know insults or something <laughs> and Rio <laughs> it's unreal yeah yeah and I, I, I think yeah yeah I mean I don't yeah. think I don't think you Chinese know, people stand for that shit that much though but, yeah. I don't know I mean I've, I've seen like clips on YouTube though where certain Asian people like jump back and like kick kick the shit out of people so did you think that was one like in some like coffee shop or something where the dude jumped over the table and like the counter and like clock clock the white dude Oh, wow. <laughs> he clocked him wow. really hard and then there's I mean, another one too where like there's a guy walking in traffic and the guy's harassing him and saying racist shit to him and he like tries to like say you know just knock it off and finally he just goes swing just kicks the shit out of him yeah i saw that video <laughs> so, yeah yeah yeah, these are all on Twitter. You know, you gotta just watch these on Twitter because they're. So I mean, it's not like it's not everybody's just like taking it quietly. There's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, were you gonna say Dan? Oh no, I I was I think that last one was happened in San Diego or something, right? Mm. Was it? Last altercation. It was in the cross crosswalk or intersection. The huge yeah. intersection. It looked really dangerous. Yeah. Like they're fighting in the middle of the street, literally. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, it wasn't really more a fight. It was more like a beatdown. I wouldn't say they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the other guy, because yeah, the Asian guy was uh, the Asian guy. Obviously, did not want to fight, but like the other guy would just right. kept putting his hands on them and like. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta stand up for yourself, yeah. and that, that's like kind of the yeah. whole. Like uh, I don't know if you know, um, they can't burn us all. That kind of uh, movement. Of, oh yeah, you know, China Mac and. Um, William Ham, like they're they, I I met those guys in L.A. Uh, briefly, and I checked out the. I went out to re- join the rally, and their whole motto is like, yeah, you can't, like they, you know, you can try to burn one of us, like that poor old lady grandma in in New York, that some mm-hmm. teenagers tried to burn, but you can't burn all of us, right? And you have to fight back and. China Mac, he's even saying like, dude, you know, all these, all, all you Asians, start doing push-ups, start doing some squats, you know, like, y'all, is, y'all, y'all gotta start beat, you guys gotta beef up a little bit. We gotta fight back, you know. That's kind of his like mentality, you know. And, and I think a, a certain amount of that is pretty healthy. I think. I think maybe reacting to everything, like, oh, you call me a chick, and then you go smack him in the face, like maybe, maybe, you maybe just tell him to shut the fuck up. That might be... You don't need to smack everyone in the face that calls you a bad word, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think it has to escalate to physical violence every time, right? I think the example you gave of that crosswalk, I think that was fairly... That was self-defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, ideally, what you what would happen is, you know, we would teach people that it's not okay to, like, say racist things to people. Then, you know, I mean, it's sort of like the fault of society in some way because they're not... A lot of this messaging, obviously, is not getting through to people. It's like, you cannot call people a chink. That is just not okay. You know what I yeah. mean? You can't, like, you can't do that. And it's, and like you said, you know, if 
if like the president is advocating for all these racist behavior and attitudes, then, you know, people who are not uh, critically thinking about stuff, they're just going to think, oh, yeah, it must be okay. It must be okay to like think that. So that's the most damaging thing is you have like a racist asshole as a president. And so then it makes people think, yeah, okay, I guess it's all right to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as kind of what Dan said to me earlier was, I mean, the education education system has a lot to do with it, too. You know, um, I mean, maybe the teachers and parents are, are not teaching the right way and they kind of encourage that kind of action. I mean, so that's something needs to be fixed there, too, right? Yeah. I yeah. Because so. I think those the homeless, like the ki- kids are like kids are they even though they know know all the details they'll pick off the major themes of what's happening right yeah yeah and like you can even ask kids and you'll they'll be like oh yeah trump i trump he's like they'll 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 pick on those pick up on those mannerisms and those you know racist ideas yeah yeah racist and sexist right and misogynistic so yeah and then homeless people in a way are you know, a lot of them have mental illness, you know, unfortunately. And, and so in a way that even if they're grown adults, their mind may may react to these kind of big ideas, to these political overtures like a kid and just take the biggest ideas. But then as a, in a but then they, they because they have the mental illness, they'll start muttering. They'll basically play back like a broken record, like, oh, input of shit, output of shit kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, have to, yeah. I gotta say, if if I had heard more clearly what the person of the Trader Joe's line had said to me, you know, I might have like popped off. But I didn't really hear clearly until the person was farther away. Like I could hear like some people yelling at that person from farther, like down the line farther, like saying, you know, you can't say that. But by the time they had passed me by, I hadn't, I couldn't pick it up because yeah i mean i yeah i would have <laughs> i probably would have like said some shit to them <laughs> yeah and, so and the thing is i've done both you know I, there was one time yeah. a guy flipped me off and i chased him down and i, I was like what the fuck you why you flipped me off he's like oh, i wasn't for you i'm like i was the only fucking guy there you know <laughs> like why you flipped me off and he, he i start recording him he starts recording me and he leaves and like real talk, you know, I did feel a little bit more empowered in that situation than the the other situation mm-hmm. with the homeless lady. But at the same time, both did not feel good because yeah. I had so much anger in me. I was this close to beating that guy up just for flipping yeah. me off, and that I don't think that would have been good for both of us, you know. Yeah. So Dan, I mean, going back to your statement about how the education's failing, and so I think Valor Val is touching on this a little bit too i mean you guys are both talking about systemic structural change right dan Dan, is that what you're talking about or yeah i mean it's just the way we portray things and the way the history books that we we have in our in our schools are not the best history books that we have and they've been curated by some people who have a clear agenda of, of how they want to portray history and history is written by the victors so i mean the South, they have all these monuments to Confederate leaders, but I don't think the people who are who are deifying these people understand that those guys were traitors. They were <laughs> traitors to the country, and they were losers. They lost. 
So <laughs> they're like celebrating a bunch of losers who lost, who were also traitors. And then this neo-Nazi stuff, I don't know. Did he freeze? I think he froze. Oh, he did freeze. Oh, just when he Uh-oh. was getting into his rant. <laughs> right, yeah. I have to say, though, I mean, I was pretty, I'm, I'm kind of encouraged. Like, remember earlier in the summer when people were just tearing down all those Confederate statues? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and when there was like, that for me, like, that was like, oh, yeah, that's that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Damn, Even though sorry. it was a little, like, illegal. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. Yeah. Damn, I was talking you... about how I was sort of inspired by the people tearing down the Confederate statues earlier in the summer. Did he freeze Uh-oh. again? He's frozen again. Yeah. Or, or or is he pretending? <laughs> he's he's sitting yeah, really yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there he is. Dan, you're fr- you keep freezing. Sorry. Yeah, I, this MacBook drops Wi-Fi connection. I don't know why. Yeah. What? I, That's weird. I was thinking maybe it's maybe like like hackers trying to stop you from getting into your the good shit about <laughs> about why how we can get structural change. You know that happened with like Zoom, right? They stopped like some conversations between Hong Kong protesters and stuff. Yeah, it's uh. So, anyways, Dan, complete your thought. We we completely missed it. It's okay. I already I lost it myself. I mean, <laughs> okay. basically, you were saying these losers. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically that, right? They're they're deifying these losers and. Also, we had a whole world war to fight against fascism. And for whatever reason, these people are like, oh, yeah, fascism's okay because we're, we're going to be neo-Nazis, and, but we're also going to be American. And I, <laughs> I don't understand that. How can you be American and a fascist and celebrate the, the swastika? We also have Captain America beating up Nazis left and right. We had Indiana Jones beating up Nazis in the 1980s and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and all that. And we still have, like, these people who are deifying idiots. Again, losers, right? Yeah. The Nazis lost. I don't know what it is with celebrating losers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of uh, Indiana Jones, rest in peace, uh, Indiana Jones's father, Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Darren Kwan believes is the best Bond, you said? Oh, no. I, I, some, the media is saying it. I, I, I mean, I, you know, he was good, but... You know, I don't know about best Bond. Uh, okay, but anyways, wait, who's best? Well, the media. Bond? Who's best Bond then? Uh, Roger Moore. I, I, I hate I hate James Bond movies, so I don't care. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, right? I feel like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I mean, to be honest, I'm actually. I'm actually more upset about. Not upset, but I'm more. And I guess the word I don't know what the word is, but I feel a little bit more sad about Chadwick Boseman's oh, sure. death than Sean Connery. Just as Sean Connery, yeah. I mean, he's already in his nineties, so let's be real. I mean, eventually he won't go as yeah. that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for Chadwick, though, the reason why it's so sad is because of the fact that no one knew he was sick, and during the time he was sick, he he did like five four five six movies i'm like how yeah. can you even have the phys- physical strength to do that i'm like jesus that's crazy plus he was like how old is he like in his 40s right Super yeah he's young. like 40 41 42 42 yeah yeah like yeah. That. yeah young yeah yeah he really worked hard to pick like parts that were like positive you know really trying to like 
make a difference with the kind of parts he took too i feel like you know uh, yeah he played yeah, so many so- iconic parts yeah absolutely yeah i do agree with that and and that's why it makes him so special too because he just he's able to do all that you know with all the stuff he has going on it's like i don't know it's one of those things where like when you look at it for us when we're doing our regular work we're like we we really can't complain because the guy was sick and he's still working harder than you you know so yeah but at the same time i wonder if i mean did he take a break maybe he should have took a break this is me this is me being the asshole but maybe he should took a break (laughs) yeah no real talk because I don't know if it. I I don't know if it would have helped or hurt. You know, who knows? Because you know how like, well, yeah, they they say like for like Chinese New Year, um, like there's a lot of old women that pass away after Chinese or after Lunar New Year, and I think some of the one of the reasonings is because these these older women know they have a lot of responsibility to help feed the families during uh, Lunar New Year. And once no. that was, and but they were ready, but they were already ready to go before. before so wait, uh, like because they have to stop and make more dumplings and stuff. Is that yeah, what you're saying? They're, they, they're like, you know what? I'm going to stay on this earth a little bit longer to make some dumplings from for my oh, family. Oh man, uh, wait, what, is this a real theory, James? Or are you just saying that? I I heard it in a book by Carl Sagan, a uh, candle in the, in the a candle in the demon haunted world. Yeah, science has a uh, science has a candle in the demon haunted world, and it's one of the examples he gives. Yeah. Interesting. Who is this? Carl Sagan. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings up this example, but you know, he wrote that you know about twenty plus years ago, so it may right. be it may be an outdated study. But I yeah, I'm, I want to see this backed up by like some kind of like data. hard data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there is something about mental yeah resilience, and I think or like come on, there's studies about people who retire right or people who are working into like really old age but when they retire they you know generally i think there were some studies about people who retire and then they they pass away if they're relatively old they generally pass away fairly quickly after retirement or something like that i don't know if this is backed by hard data but but basically because they yeah they don't have anything left to do i guess or yeah yeah (laughs) they don't have anything to look for well, maybe you might be might be right, or or maybe that you know going to work and doing work gives them that kind of adrenaline rush or something. So it just sort of our structure. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah. or yeah, maybe they just possible. realize they're kind of tired, you know, and it's like, damn, I'm tired. And maybe I'm tired. Yeah, time to go I'm sleep tired of forever. Why be around? <laughs> Anyways, tangent. That was good. That was a nice tangent. That was good. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do, I I was super sad about Chadwick Boseman too. That was. I, I just yeah. just from the way he carried himself in his interviews and his roles he chose, I just felt like that's a, that's a good that's a good dude. That's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I want to get you know if I ever get if I had to meet a, if I wanted to meet an actor, I want to meet that guy. You know, like. Um. So I think uh, Florida went to Trump, right, Dan? Yep. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Val. You're not supposed to tell me this stuff. But I have to say, Arizona, right? Didn't Arizona go the other way? We're not sure. Uh, yeah, We're, Arizona okay. has a good chance to go Biden. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's pretty amazing. Because that is up until like I want to say just like maybe five or six years ago, it was pretty Republican, right? Yeah. Like what? It, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Dan, are you watching ABC or what? What do you use for your uh, for your data? 
I'm just using Google. Oh, Google Live. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because based on the, the Associated Press. Associated Press, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how structural change... Okay, have, have, have we... Okay, structural change. Where, where have we seen successful movements of structural change in our lifetime or, or in history? I think face masks... That was a big change. Um, face masks were in culture. They're still, they're still, they're still fucking idiots who don't want to wear a face mask no matter what. That, that they're always going to be that. But uh, I was, I, I am happy to see like it's been institu- you basically institutionalized everywhere. You know, at a slower rate than I would have liked. Because I think Val, you and I were talking about face masks back in February. Or March. No. Yeah. No. No? What? Wait. Oh, wait. Like, not on the podcast. But not on the podcast, life. but, like, just posting it on Facebook. Like, hey, oh. look, Taiwan is wearing face masks. You, everyone should. And I was wearing face masks, like, in March when, we, you know, when they were talking. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there has been some structural change, but it seems like it's, it's out of, like... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know how structural change can. I don't know how it really happens, to be honest. Like, and if it's going to happen in our lifetime for racism, and I think Dan and I have talked about this. Like, it may take multiple generations for things to change. I think the last yeah. big structural change was what you know, the civil rights movement, maybe. Or do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, is it is it possible to have Ugh. big sweeping change or what? Heart, yeah, heart, you, know? you know, I mean. I feel like gay marriage, like same-sex marriage, is totally a huge structural change. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even when I... I just even remember, like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, like, students were super homophobic, like, the students that I had. And then all of a sudden, it's just like maybe, you know, in the past 10 years, it's like, you know, it's okay. I don't mind if people, like, are gay. You know, it's fine. It's cool. And so, and now it's legal, right? So I feel like that's like a big ass change, because I think younger people are just more accepting. So yeah, I, I maybe in a legal sense it might it might be a change, but whenever if you still have religion that exists in this world, that it will never be accepted. <laughs> I mean, that's just no, that, no, that's just the real talk though, because yeah. There's so many religions that are still so big, and they're still against it. I mean, right. Mormons are obviously Mormons are against it. I mean, what you can even say Christians, Catholics, whatever. I mean, even like Scientology, if you want to put that in there too. I mean, I bet they are against it too. So, and these are big. These are big, big religions. And then when you always have that, you're always gonna get pushback no matter what. Yeah, so I mean, definitely. Way. I guess it kind of depends on how religious. A country is. <laughs> uh, you know? We're pretty religious. I, I feel like our country is pretty religious, pretty, but it's legal. We're pretty religious. Same-sex I mean, marriage is legal. Yeah. yeah That's true. I think we're yeah. compared to who? Like, I guess we're religious compared to like Taiwan or like Japan. Yeah. yeah. But we're not real. We're not religious compared to the Philippines or to or the uh, or Malaysia or something, Malay- right? Yeah, or that's true. Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's just a big shift. Like, I maybe because maybe because uh, people are coming out more, like, and they're not hiding it so much. So it's like everybody knows a gay person or a lesbian person or a queer person, right? So it's like they're not all of a sudden like these weirdo, like perverts that they that 
you know, the stereotype is. It's like, yeah, they're just like my coworker or my brother or my sister. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it. So yeah. you can kind of maybe be hopeful in that way, right? I do think there you, you do touch on a good point about, um, like, people being bisexual or queer or these all these different... Um, or this whole idea of being transgender or gender fluid yeah. or non-binary. This is for, for, I think, for Darren and I's generation, like, we... This is pretty new. I think for all of us on this call is pretty new terminology that I think I, I had to learn personally in the last couple of years. And I do think, yeah, that's I think that's a pretty big marker of social change. The vocabulary has changed, right? Um, yeah, it's like kids talking about like, yeah, or like even like I was watching Cobra Kai a couple months ago and, you know, they had like a, you know, a bisexual character and it, was, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a big deal. Like she just like... Right. I was like, whoa. Okay. That's what I mean about it being like a generational thing, right? It's like these younger people are, are, it's not like a big deal for them or as big a deal for them. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, no, that's true. No. Yeah, I mean, because it's kind of influenced now, everything's influenced by Gen Z, right? So Gen Z mm-hmm. is now generally more open, you know? Yeah, um, they're open totally about, yeah. Not only open about sexuality, but the other change would be maybe everyone's more open about mental health, right? Because yes. mental health used to be a stigma, but I mean, still a little bit of stigma, I guess you can say now still, but but at least it's more people more aware of it and people are more open about it. So these are, are those changes by the newer generation because that's kind of... Um, and part of it is probably because due to maybe social media, so... You know, kids are able to express how they feel through that and then, you know, and have something to share to other people. I mm-hmm. part of it could be that, too. I think a part of it is also like it's it's um, it's out of necessity because the suicide rates have increased, you know, and, and I think life expense expectancy in the U.S. is down for the first time in like, a, I think, 100 years or something like that because of suicide and opioid deaths and stuff like that. So I think men- the mental health conversation is it's basically it's a coping we've we've got to talk it, what whatever medication whatever um wh- you know clinical uh uh procedures or methods towards me- treating mental health are just are not working so now pe- I think people are talking about you know meditation um yeah. spirituality and, and yoga yeah I, I know val loves her yoga right is your back better now or are you, are you, are you yeah yeah i got yeah. a little better i mean it's still a little stiff yeah stress sitting in the chair doing zoom is not good no <laughs> yeah know? yeah yeah we don't do zoom here we skype <laughs> i don't know if it's the same shit right. but yeah um, plus i watched a whole bunch of movies at sadaf last week so i was just like sitting for the san diego asian film festival oh. i watched like 15 films oh so lucky i wanted to do that but i was just like doing all this covid compliance stuff you were working yeah Yeah. oh man it was really there were some really good stuff i heard you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna find some way to watch it you know quote unquote you know (laughs) i've got my i got my i got my methods yeah yeah um how about let's speak so let's forget about the biden and trump guys but let's talk about propositions did you all vote for the propositions yeah i don't remember what they are to be honest i guess i cast my vote really early so that's good yeah i cast my vote last week um so it looks like for proposition 14 the one about medical bonds looks like it's a yes this is all 55 percent reporting 
<sighs> property tax is looks like it's going to be a no. That's the one about like uh, I guess a loophole, like pe- like rich people can like like ha- defer their taxes somehow, whatever. <laughs> what? Uh, of course, it's always for the rich people, right? It's always for the rich people. Yeah, everything. Prop that that one is when um you the property taxes stay the same for inherited properties for like your second or third home, right? I don't think it. I don't think it gets reassessed. Is what it is. Uh, so if you inherit a house from your parents or whatever, that property value is still going to stay the same, and uh, then so your property taxes are based on your property value, so it's going to stay the same. Oh, so I guess it's right now it's leaning towards no. It looks like. Um, looks like and diversity band. What's the number sixteen repeals? That's constant- the affirmative action. Oh, it looks like it might yeah. be an it might be a no. It looks like. Ugh. Wait, where where are you seeing this? Like just Google, phone? just Google. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just I just looked up propositions California, and this might change in the morning or fourteen days from now, but or ten days or like Friday. Um, what about twenty two? Twenty two. Looks like it's a yes. What's twenty um, two? Hold on. Basically, it's uh, oh the drivers. Okay. Yeah, so basically, we're still going to be independent contractors. I they, but that's they, that's yeah. bad though, right? That's yeah, bad. I think it's uh, leaning towards the bad side. Yeah. Okay, um, so it's a good old thing of still exploiting the drivers because the rich people like Jeff Bezos, Amazon, <laughs> don't want to pay their drivers, right? Because he wants to save that extra 18 bucks an hour for these drivers right yeah yeah like he needs more like he needs more money he needs more money that's right he needs more money <laughs> get, get, get into it darren get into it yeah there's nothing to get into i mean there, there's nothing to get into that's exactly what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> no that exact that's exactly what richard said he's he these people exploit the the lower tier that's just always been that's always been history yeah. of it <laughs> It's always it's always that the exploitation. So I bring up the propositions because we were talking about the younger voters, and uh, looks like okay, number eighteen, proposition eighteen, permits seventeen-year-olds who will be eighteen at the time of the next general election to vote. Uh, looks like as far as today, it's leaning towards a no, which is kind of sad for me because I wanted younger people to vote. Actually, like, if they're going to turn eighteen that year, why not vote? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe they're thinking that you may, may still be too young. I guess maybe they think maybe you're you're not mature enough that you'll get influenced too easily. To I don't know. Trump is like seventy five years old. Yeah, my <laughs> I mean, my was, mom voted yes on that. Weirdly enough, you're what now? Because my mom voted yes on that one for the teen voters. Really. Yeah, and she like gave me some reason why that was like so sensible. It's like, mom, really? Wow. <laughs> so okay. I mean, I don't know where she got her. She said at first I was not supporting it, but then I figured that they should be able to vote because something, and I can't remember what it was. But I'm just thinking, whoa. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, for me it was like, um, there's that one. There's also the one about uh, what the people who are coming out of jail they should be able to vote too. I forget which one that one was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that like both of those are pretty like 
which one was it? Stricter parole? No, not that one. Uh, restore former felon vote? Oh, that one passed, so that's good. Oh, yeah. okay, well, that's good. Yeah. It looks like it's at 60%. Oh, that, that looks like it's going to be a shoe. Okay, yeah. you guys, um, I'm, I told you I wasn't going to look at the re- election things, but now it looks like Georgia maybe for Biden. Oh, okay. no really? way. Yeah. Georgia, Wait, hold on, but, yeah. but right now it says that like Trump is leading Georgia though. Yeah. No. It, oh no. Okay. They changed it on the New York Times. Oh. So I oh. don't know. I'm okay. not. I mean, I'm not following it like with like laser detail like some people are. But this is what just people. Some people on my Facebook are posting. Georgia. Yeah. ABC. Yeah. I'm looking at New York Times and it says oh, Trump, but plus plus five in Georgia. Yeah, I'm seeing plus five mm. in Georgia. They changed it. Really? To... Where is it? Oh, man. Someone just well, posted this. Shit. Right now, right now, it's actually really close because, what, Trump at two, 212 electoral votes now? Wait, Georgia, isn't that where, like, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird takes place? Make him county? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. Um... I, I liked To Kill a Mockingbird, but her the second book I wasn't a huge fan of, like the the Night Watchman one. Or whatever. Anyways, yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't read that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's two twenty three to two twelve. Georgia is still showing. Um, yeah, Trump. Okay, so now it says New York Times needle now tilting Georgia towards Biden. Really? Oh, huh. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not really paying attention. Me, yeah. That much. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I feel like the, f- well, okay, well, Trump already won Texas, so we know that. Oh, okay. So Texas and Texas and Florida, Trump already won. So, I think the main one Biden really needs to focus on now is really Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania, and also North Carolina Michigan. and Michigan. Michigan, I don't think he's gonna get it. Really? Um, I don't think so. Michigan's only reporting sixty-one percent so far, and there's a b- bunch of mail-in voters. Okay, maybe. Um, so I guess I guess Pennsylvania and Michigan, because North Carolina doesn't seem like it's gonna tilt Biden's way. No, but Michigan is like they have three million votes that they have to count. It depends on if it's cities or countryside. Yeah, because it's like uh. Detroit, Lansing, all those places are pretty democratic. So right. Well, Wisconsin have a chance too. Looks like. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's like there's a lot of ones that are really close, so. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, whatever the results. Um, time to move. Time to move. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. Have, have you guys seen Move, to, move to Canada. Move to Canada. Has anyone seen any, like, rioting or any, or not rioting, but, like, protesting or anything outdoors or not really? How, how's the Bay Area been? pretty quiet oh no nobody does that here <laughs> uh, no i saw some black are... lives matter signs on the way back home to, for this um in sherman oaks so that's kind of comforting i guess a little bit um but i don't know if it makes a difference i i think yeah i okay so let's you know when by the time this is released it's probably going to be a few weeks after a little the election but um what are it'd be interesting to circle back and listen to this again but like okay 
does your life change at all if Trump wins, or does your life change at all if Biden wins? So, like, let's start with the Trump. If Trump wins, uh, Darren, how does life change or stay the same for you? <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, if you really, I mean, I guess if I really think about it, I mean, you might be right. If Trump wins, probably not much change. It's probably be much the same as how, how it was his first four years. Um, but, uh, I mean, in a sense, you can say that's not terrible, but at the same time, it's not good because you you're, you always want to make progress, right? So, um, I don't know, to be honest. I, that's the thing is that Trump is so unpredictable, and, and, and that's the reason why I'm afraid of him winning again because his first four years, I think maybe his main focus was just try to win the re-election. So I, I feel like now this final four years, this last four years, I feel like he's going to go all out and do crazy stuff. I don't know what. Um, and I'm just I'm just not surprised if, if it does happen. Um, huh. So, like, then, you know, yeah, they're going to try to they're going to try to ban legal immigration. They're going to try know? to do all that I mean, stuff. it's not good. It's not they're good if he wins for you. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot Bec- of bad things. That yeah, gonna it's going to be bad. Because his first four years, like, he, he, I mean, I guess you could say he kind of took it easy or, or he was still feeling his way. But now, if he wins again, then he's all like, okay, I'm the shit. I have the power. I can do all this stuff. Yeah, now. You guys I don't, are all, I don't you need guys to all win fucked. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys are all fucked, you know? So basically, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, it yeah. could be really, really bad. I mean, the worst case would be like, there won't be any more elections, right? It's just going to be like martial law and like king president for life and shit. I mean, that's not that far off because he is yeah. kind of a sociopath. He he, he is. So it's um, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny, though? Actually, now since Valerie, you, you brought it up, is that there was an article, I think, uh, in, in The Atlantic, and they were actually saying that um, if Trump loses, something bad will happen because he is a sore loser. If he loses, like, he would make something happen to the point that, like... Either I win or no one else wins. Like well, that's, that his, that's his mentality. That's his mentality, basically. Yeah. Hi. So it's very sad. It's very sad. So let's switch it around. What if Biden wins? Does anything change? Oh yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> at least, at least we'll, Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll get like COVID under control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's, pay or, attention to science. Yeah. And at the very least, he doesn't lie, or at least don't lie that much. <laughs> he doesn't lie that much, exactly, right? Right, right. <laughs> he's a politician, a, after all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big improvement. Not to lie that much is a big improvement. He's a politician, right. but he's not a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah. I think um, yeah. one big thing is, um, you know how like Taiwan had like a national plan on handling COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think Biden, just listening to him and how focused he wants to be on COVID management, that's pretty. That would be a that would be a great thing, you know. Just it would save thousands of lives, you know. Because oh yeah, so many people. We we don't have a national plan. Oh, just let the states figure out. We're like, what the hell's going on? You know, like really. And I had I, you know, I had a friend. Um, he self-quarantined when he came back from China, like, earlier this year, like, probably February or something like that. But he was saying, like, oh, yeah, when he had to make the stop in, I think it was Hong Kong, before coming to the U.S., they're, like, they did all these swabbing and 
testing on him, but when he landed in the States, nothing. They didn't care. They don't give a shit. They were just like, <laughs> no. oh. Just walk through the gate. Just walk through the gate. And and he was like, oh, what the hell? Is like, yeah. And I watched a YouTuber say the same thing. And yeah, whereas Taiwan, like, first of all, you have to be a resident to go there. And then, two, you know, like, everyone, everyone, 14 day quarantine. Or, and then contact yep. tracing. And there's also a national stockpile of face masks, you know. And so, is this true? From what I've read, there's. In April, there were gonna the U.S. Post Office was scheduled to release face masks to everyone. Does it? Did, did anyone read this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But then the Trump administration stopped it. Well, that's what I mean. It's like they're actively blocking. You know, it's not like they're just like failing at stuff, but they seem to like be actively blocking any kind of plan. That that's a that's a crime against that's that's a that's a crime against humanity. Yes, but he's the president, so he can get away with it. No, stopping face that could have stopped. Yeah, ah, you could have. St- we would. We don't. We wouldn't have been in the pandemic by now. Like if we had that early on, did a national distribution of face masks. Holy shit! We we, we it would have saved so many lives. Yes. Yep. yep. But you know he. Yeah he. Well, we kind of already know that he he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and, and just like also look, I was watching some of the most watched, you know, back in March or whatever, some of the most watched YouTube videos on coronavirus and stuff like that. You know, one was like a Joe Rogan guy, and and, and then there was another lady that was a TED Talk, and they both said, oh, face mask, eh. Nah, I mean, what the lady on TED Talk, she was like a public health official or whatever. She's like, oh, you don't need face masks because it just blows back in your face or some shit like that. She's an idiot. She's an idiot. And and uh, and then the the other infection specialist, he was like, well, I you know it, it helps a bit, you know, he, he if you know, but K95 is better, blah blah blah. But, you know, from the research, uh, there's a New South Wales research, and there's a bunch of other studies, too, where basically it blocks droplets. And this 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 disease spreads through droplets. Mm-hmm. So I'm still butthurt about the face mask thing. No matter, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm still butthurt about it. I'm just, I cannot believe. I, yep. I, I, was gu- I was guilty of this. When I first lived in Taiwan, I saw everyone wearing face masks. As an American, I was like, man, I don't want to wear a face mask. It's so annoying. But uh, but I got sick that month. I, I got sick that month. You know, that's probably my See? fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Just, uh, oh, man. Yeah, okay, you guys are getting me all worked up before I have to go to sleep now. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> some nice topics and let's, let's call it a night. Yeah, Dan, why don't you Shit. bring up a nice calming topic for us to talk about? I've been watching Letter Kenny on um, on. Hulu, <laughs> I enjoy a lot. Letter Kenya. Let Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. It's one word. Letter Kenny. On the, yeah, it's um, it's it's Canadian humor, but it's pretty funny to me. Okay, so you like Canadian humor? Um, if you watch this, it's actually more than just Canadian humor. It's pretty. Okay. I think it's okay. I think it's like multiple se- Oh wow, it's already on season eight, season nine. Okay. Um. Yeah. What What else? What have you all been watching? So, Valerie, uh, any highlights from the San Diego Asian Film Festival you want to talk about? 
Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, there were so many good movies. I think I watched like 15 movies and like probably like 12 of them were super really good. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, I, I, there was one called 76 Days, which I thought was really good. It was about the 76 day lockdown in, in Wuhan. Oh, wow. And it was like this verite one, and that's that's going to get a lot of buzz. I'm sure you're going to guys are going to hear about that one. Um, but then I saw this totally other end of the spectrum, this really wacky kung fu comedy called Paper Tigers. Which is oh, about, Bao Tran, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was so fun and stupid, and it just was great. So you know, I mean, there's like a range of like these really hard hitting films and that kind of thing, but also really well made, you know, and fun to watch. Yeah, I, I met him at the so so Darren and I met him at the Seattle Asian Film Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was talking about this movie, Paper Tigers, and like, oh, that sounds like down my alley, martial arts, fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's awesome for like he's getting some some because he I think he showed also at Boston Asian Film Festival. Yeah, and it got picked up by MP, MTV Distribution. That's amazing. So he's yeah. getting gonna get yeah I don't I'm yeah he's gonna get it out there. So. Yeah, I think he's in uh, last time because what he on the talk I think he said he was in Canada right now or something. He's like, oh I can't watch the S, the SIDAF movies because it's geo blocked. <laughs> oh no, you got to yeah. get a VPN. Where's the VPN? Get a VPN? Yeah, yeah, not hard, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Especially after this election, you know, let's get let's all get VPNs. You know. <laughs> I got uh, VPNs after I got a VPN after the last election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get VPNs because I need to watch stuff overseas. Yeah. So, um, Darren, Darren, yeah. anything you watching right now? Um, not really. I haven't really had time. Uh, I mean, I think the last thing I watched was watch a documentary called "On the Social Dilemma." Mm. That's the last thing I watched. That was, that was actually very interesting. Um. You should check it out too. Yeah, because it, yeah, it details everything about social media and 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 the kind of all the behind the door stuff that we didn't know about. Because they interviewed like former like tech employees of all those like social media companies. It's yeah, just like after watching it, it just makes you think about it and kind of cringe. You're like, oh my god, this is just like the most evil thing people can do. Right, these right, companies, right. these companies do so. It's, it's on Netflix. You can just watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's basically digital. It's digital heroin, right? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is, and it's and it's yeah, really bad. <laughs> Val, did you ever? Did you see that one documentary? Was it Finding Inging? I missed it. I was yeah. going to watch it, but I just ran out of time. Yeah, I heard it's good. Uh, yeah, it's a little that, grim, though, right? It's a little like, grim. I was a little yeah. scared. Yeah, it's about uh, yeah. I was I was kind of scared, but it's the director seemed really like happy, you know. <laughs> so I, I yeah. just I, I I'm very curious to see how she can tackle. It's kind of like you know Irish Chang. Like how could how can these filmmakers and mm. writers tackle such very dark subjects and not yeah. come, come out of it unscathed? You know, I, I'm sure you as a teach educator and filmmaker, you've you've probably thought about this yeah yeah it's hard i think i mean you gotta watch out but i saw another really good movie about um like kind of digital stuff it's called coded bias mm. which again i think you're gonna hear a lot about so that's about uh, how f uh, it started out because some um, woman at harvard was doing research and she figured out that uh facial recognition couldn't f identify black people 
like people with <laughs> darker skin. So it follows her a little bit on this sort of like journey. And then it goes into all kinds of stuff about facial recognition and, you know, how like there's bias against dark people, you know, all kinds of really cool stuff, how there's like implicit bias built into what algorithms, like algorithms that determine who gets like bank loans or, you know, if you get a credit card or whatever, all this stuff that affects your life. And it's based on these algorithms that kind of are uh, maybe inherently racist. <laughs> wow. so, so it's cool. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's called Coded Bias. That's, that's yeah. I think that touches on our original topic of like structural change. Like, yeah, if the, if the, um, the what's the word the if the analog stuff is racist like you know like you know our paper or like our paper systems or like mm-hmm. our, our documents and our textbooks it informs our digital systems i think because you know from the from the analog the dig, the digital was born out of you know it's it started from you know what was uh, established before it so um yeah I think for me to help me calm down a little bit, I've been watching Terrace House, like the reality. Oh, yeah. oh wow! God, you've been on that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I took a break. I, I was watching um, Satoshi Kon's Paranoia Agent, and uh, I still need to finish that. It got really weird towards the end. I really like Satoshi Kon because his. If you ever watch Every Frame of Painting by um, Tony Zhou, yep. He he yep. did a he did a whole lesson on Satoshi Kon's editing and like the way he edits images or he composes images smashed together uh, for for anime it's just amazing and I think for Paranoia Agent it really talks about some really interesting topics but it gets some, like really towards like the eighth or ninth episode it gets kind of super weird so I stepped out for a bit I'm like you know what I need to take a breather and watch like some random just some some uh, what's it called? Life porn. You know, like you watch these these <laughs> people, like these these all these beautiful Japanese people living in a beautiful, beautiful house yeah. in a very constructed scenario. It's it, right. it's like barely reality show because like there's no way they're all just gonna be sitting at a table and chatting about goals like randomly, like hmm. and there's a camera yeah. there and they're not gonna notice. Um, uh, Dan, any yeah, thoughts on this topic? Yeah, that's why they call they call them unscripted now, as opposed to reality, right? Because it's oh. definitely totally, totally fake. But they just don't give them dialogue. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, they say, "Hey, why don't you talk to her about you know something yeah. like romantic?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Dan, your 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 contribution is Letter Kenny. Then, yeah, Letter Kenny, and then I'm also um, trying to get through the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh yeah, I heard, I heard about that too. I heard about that. My roommate likes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because she's a professional, professional chess player, but in a man's world, I guess is kind of yes. like yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's end it with a language corner. Um, I didn't prepare one, but I can probably think of one. Um, if anyone has like some sort of term, I mean, one is an easy one is shenju, right? Shenju means. Um, uh, election. So Shen means to choose. Chi is like Chi is like to hold a event or something. So holding an event for choosing is called an election. Shen Chi. And then Ho uh, Shen is like basically candidates. Uh, is the, those are two Mandarin terms uh, I know of. And uh, yeah, does anyone have any language corner? 
Uh, I didn't really prepare one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, but you know what? It reminded me another movie that I saw at Sadaf was this movie that was all in Taiwanese from like 1960. Oh. It was called The Husband's Secret. And it was really cool because I had never seen like a whole movie that was all in Taiwanese like that. You know, like oh. some movies, you know, like, like So Shen sometimes has like little smatterings of Taiwanese. Yeah, smatterings of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this is like a, like a genre movie, like a melodrama that was all in Taiwanese. And it was like, whoa, that was cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So, yeah, did it, like orally, like how did how did your ears adjust to it? It's it's a different tone than, yeah. It's totally different. And it reminded me of, I know it's not related to Malay. It's more like Hokkien, right? But yeah. just it, it made me more see the connections between like Taiwanese indigenous culture and like Southeast Asian countries like Singapore, Malaysia, you know, because Singapore has Hokkien, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like to hear that language... And hear these people speak. And then all of a sudden, I like, was looking in the backgrounds and it's like, oh, there's a lot of palm trees there. And so you start to think more like how Taiwan is more like this tropical like island as opposed to being like this like urban, you know, metropolis-y kind of place. It's really, it's really like an island country. So, you know, it's so maybe I'm thinking, is Taiwan, is Taiwan maybe more like Pacific Islander in some ways, you know? Because I, I know mean, like the, yeah. indigenous, the indigenous people are like Austronesian, which is like from, related to Hawaii you know, and some of the Pacific... Anyways, this is a whole tangent, sorry. But yeah, so that was kind of <laughs> cool to, to see that movie and just realize that, you know, ta- how... Because, you know, now Taiwan is so connected to, like, supposedly, like, China, right? All the people who came from China and there's right, China influence and Japan influence, but to seem like more of this, like, sort of, like, more of the, the, um, the Southeast Asian connections was interesting because yeah. I never thought of that before. Uh, yeah. Beibai is another one. Beibai means like not bad, not bad. Beibai is that's a Taiwanese term. Beibai. In Taiwanese, or, yeah. Yeah, Beibai. Yeah. Or today I was talking to a guy. He's from Shenzhen, but his wife's from Chao 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 San. But um, basically, he was saying the like one of the dialects that his wife's family speaks. Uh, like when they say go eat Japan, which sounds very similar to Japan. Japan means to to eat rice or to have to eat and that's in that's in the Taiwanese Hokkien yeah or, or Taiwanese yeah yeah, yeah. um cool Dan any, anything no how do you say <laughs> I, think, I, think do you, more, I think it's more focused on other things how do you say election in Japanese <sighs> I don't know actually or how do you say to vote yeah I don't know I, I've, I've never actually discussed that with my mom before or how about president uh, daitorio. Daitorio. So, like, big, big head or something, or? <laughs> I'm not oh. sure. Yeah, daitorio. I've never looked at the kanji, but daitorio is, is the word for president. Uh. As, as opposed to president of, of a company, it's shacho. Ah, uh, shacho, okay. Well, that concludes our election night podcast-ish. Um, should we, okay, so... We will not end with any result updates for Valerie's sake. Valerie can look that up on her own. So we ended on a nice calming topics of (laughs) movies and language. May you all have sweet dreams. And uh, whatever happens, happens. And uh, I think Dan, I guess one idea Dan and I have always talked about is how you know, whatever, whatever, whatever happens is has already happened, right, Dan? Yep. Yeah, already happened. It already happened. It's yep. it's uh, I I guess according to the space time continuum slash 
quantum physics slash you know it's the space time continuum it's it's already it's it all exists and uh at the same time and at the same time and maybe there's some peace in that who knows yeah okay is this like shikata kanai all right (laughs) shikata yeah yeah shogunai right or yeah yeah shogunai is like yeah no no recourse but there's also shimatta is like Oh shit! We're screwed. <laughs> oh shit! We're screwed. I guess uh, time to prepare your Canadian passport. Oh, <laughs> <That's shit>. <laughs> okay. All right, All right you guys. All right. Sleep All right. tight, All right. okay? Sleep, sleep well. Take care. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yin and Yang, the podcast, episode fifty-two, election night, twenty twenty, with Valerie So, Darren Kwan, James Y. Shi, Daniel Yin. This episode was produced by James Y. Shi and Daniel Yin. Edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez. And uh, for more episodes, please go to jamesyshe.com forward slash yin dash young dash podcast. Thanks so much.